a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. Your fiber network may be the biggest thing that sets you apart, but what are you doing to leverage that network? Hello and welcome to Story Connect the Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns. Today I'm joined by Chris Castaneri, Marketing Management Partner with the Cooperative Network Service, a consortium of Minnesota co-ops. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Andy. Thanks for having me this afternoon. We are here at the Marketing of PR Conference in Charleston. Uh, we enjoyed a great uh, walking tour last night, see a little bit of the city. Has it been a good conference for you so far? It has been. Met lots of great people and uh, hearing lots of good stories and uh, it's been very enjoyable. Great. Well, thank you again for joining us, and thanks to everybody out there in podcast land for downloading and listening. Uh, we are uh, ready to get started. So one of the reasons I wanted to record with Chris today, um, you know, LinkedIn has a function out there where you can kind of write articles or, or write little blog entries, and the only one that I've really ever found useful was the one that you wrote. Uh, it's been, it'd been a little while, but uh, I enjoyed it. Um, just talking about I think a lot of telcos understand that their fiber network is is an incredible asset for them, but what are they doing to leverage that? And so that's a lot of, about what I wanted to talk about today. But just in, in your mind, um, well, before we get into that, let's find out just a little bit about what you do uh, for uh, CNS, Cooperative Network Service, and then uh, uh, just a little bit about the organization itself. Sure. Um, uh, I were, As uh, you said, I work for uh, Cooperative Network Services. So a few years back, our company was started by the uh, cooperative telecoms in Minnesota. So they were looking at um, creating this company so that they could purchase their engineering services from a company that they own and hopefully get them a little bit less expensive. And, and if there are any profits, they could be returned back to them. So our company was started to do engineering services. And the idea all along also was then to uh, help them create efficiencies with other uh, areas of their companies, so such as HR and marketing in my case. So my role is designed so that whatever the co-op needs, I can help them out with a marketing project. Some of the co-ops are smaller. They don't have the budget to have their own marketing person. So some of those co-ops, I act as the marketing rep for the company. Other co-ops that are larger and much more sophisticated, um, that are really busy and have really active departments, find themselves set themselves often in the uh, scenario where they need some help with a project, um, one-offs, um, a campaign, whatever it might be. And so we definitely help those guys too with uh, lots of fun fun things. So they keep us very busy, and it's been a really successful uh, program so far. And we're I'm fortunate to work with the co-ops. The co-ops are um, a great bunch in Minnesota, so it's really been fun. Sure, I think a lot of folks have been in that spot where you just need a little bit more help, and what an incredible asset to have um, for y'all, for you know, for them to be able to call on you and and share some of those. Uh, uh, you know, it's always good when cooperatives cooperate. Going back to your your post, um, just in your mind a little bit, how are uh, how are f- uh, different telcos uh, leveraging their fiber networks, or how are they, uh, I guess, not leveraging them as fully as they could be? Just kind of the idea behind uh, behind that post, because I thought it was an interesting topic. Yeah, you know, it really, positioning and positioning theory has always been one of my favorite aspects of marketing. And I find that in our industry, it's um, it's a little bit more challenging because it, we don't follow the traditional rules of how markets uh, necessarily work in, in, a, in a free space. 
So there are challenges in thinking through that process. But um, in essence, what positioning is, is is taking a look at the marketplace, taking a look a close look at your competition, and figuring out what your single best strategic advantage is in the marketplace and hanging your hat on it. So for example, um, you would... Um, you would look at take a look at uh, Charter, at um, the wireless competitors. You look at uh, Verizon and your cellular competition, and you say, okay, um, Charter's got a uh, faster speed than we do, so can we hang our hat on that necessarily? Or um, what's the advantage of, of the cellular network? There's the mobile ad- advantage. Can we can we you know we can't compete in that space? So you look take a look at all of that, hang your hat on something that is at the best. In the best scenario, it can't be replicated, and more often than not, that that's turning out to be the fiber, and uh, the services that can be delivered along that fiber are really a, a superior d- differentiator for most of the co-ops. So, um, I think in in the marketing world, we get distracted by a lot of different things, and for some of the co-ops, they've been doing fiber for quite a while, and you know, then the the, the message becomes something else after the fiber build out. Um, it has been done, it gets to be a little bit seemingly of a, of a tired message. Well, the point of the, of the uh, writing on LinkedIn was so that to encourage you know, the broader community to really still focus on the fiber because that is the distinct advantage that we have now and I think will be for the, the long future because the fiber has such capability over um, Verizon. You know, they're, they're building out, they're doing a lot of with their network and at some point there will be some advantages with that you know, with that fiber network or with that uh, network that they're building out, but, you know, the capacity will likely never be there. So if we can hang the hat on the fiber and just really build that out and build the services with it, you know, that's our advantage. How do you go about uh, communicating that? I know, you know, with fiber, I think the the general education level of a lot of folks, um, you know, just regular potential customers out there has improved. They know fiber is a good thing for the most part. But what, what have you found or what have you seen? What are some ways that you usually suggest to folks to get people to understand uh, what that network means and what it can do? That's a good question. I, it can be done uh, with a variety of things. And it can be done, through the, of course, through the services. You know, it's, it's great to, to talk about your great fiber network, but you do have to ultimately deliver something on that network that the customer says, wow, this is, this is really different and this is really great. Um, it has to be done in a way that it can be affordable. So say you have a, a gig service and, and a rollout, well, it might not be the best idea to price it at $500 a month, even though we might think that that's what the value is. The customer will never perceive or you know, realize any value out of that at that price point, not at a, not at a, um, at a broad level or a, you know, a, a consistent level anyway. So um, there's those types of things you can do with your products and services mix. There are, um, I think there's, 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 there are opportunities to engage customers on a, um, on a level of getting your core really interested, your, your early adopters engaged in what the technology is doing and, and what's available out there to get them singing your praises. There, you know, with the whole social media revolution, the branding has been a little bit tipped on its head. So part of this positioning is getting the customers themselves to, to engage and tell their story along with it and to help, help develop the brand along with you. And that, you know, in, in the article that I wrote, it talked about, and he used the, the Harley-Davidson example for that. And that's a 
perfect example of how really the the, cus- the the company did very little really to develop that brand into what it is today. They just kind of followed the lead of you know where uh, where their customers took it. And you can look at other z- examples of that. Um, some of the sports drinks that are out there uh, have done the same thing. Red Bull, all they're really doing is um, showing their customers and who they are and, and letting them live out these fantasies through their, their products and services. And I think that's a, a great strategy for a fiber network and, you know, utilizing those customers that really sing your praises and think that fiber is the best thing out there. You know, my husband's a great example. He hears about these, these fiber at the home networks and he's just, you know, he's just thrilled about it. We don't have that in where we live, but if he were to have that connecting with him, helping him tell the story and getting him excited about that and showing what it can do in the community and having him a part of of the brand is really what that's all about and building that within your community and, and at grassroots level is is a good way to do it through Twitter um, posting with um, we have a co-op in uh, Minnesota who is uh, who had one of the marketing reps has uh, purchased a drone and he's been filming in the community drones, filming the top of their towers when they do tower work, really getting engagement through um, through the technology as far as that goes, making it interesting. We have another co-op who did the same thing, has, has their tech film, you know, show their new uh, fiber build-out area, what, the, what they're doing with the NID, what they're doing outside, you know, doing posting a little post on um, what the plows are doing out in the community, get some of the highest engagements that they see on, uh, for social media, which has been a challenge, I think, for traditionally for the telcos to you know figure out well what's what's who's interested in social media and what are they actually looking at. Well, it turns out that those people that are on there that's that's what's increasing engagement. So it's been pretty fun. Interesting. I don't know that I would have guessed that. So uh, that's that's interesting. Um, um, now, in terms of positioning, because it's something that, uh, that you know I'm I'm a pretty big fan of and. Uh, something that I think folks don't always think about, you know, that position, um, you, who are you to the customers and, and what kind of position do you uh, hold in their mind? What uh, I always like um, to encourage telcos to kind of uh, work towards positioning themselves as a technology leader, you know, not just the service, but you're also the folks whenever they have internet questions, they think about you or, or um, things along those lines. What are some other, in terms of positioning, um, that you encourage uh, telcos to do, or, or at least to think about, in terms of how, <clears throat> excuse me, how they are positioned. Yeah, the, you know, positioning really takes an entire company um, philosophy. I've, I've worked in companies in the past where it's not been embraced fully, and it really, it, positioning touches so many different departments and areas of the company that it really needs to be come from the top down to be most effective. So for example, you know, I've, I've worked with a, a few companies and we've done um, some thorough SWOT analysis and we've done them with the company and then we've also done research out in the community. We take an assessment of, okay, what do they think of us? What do they think of the competition? And then where do we see our, our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? And through that, we synthesize, okay, and then we can take a look at these lists and say, okay, um, you might want to be the, and these, not all these companies have a fiber build-out, so if you take a look at this list and you say, well, in this area we have two meg services, and this one we only have four, and this one we do have gig services because we're fiber, but if you can't consistently and reliably say, yeah, we're the technology leader throughout your message, then you might have to 
take another position, at least for the time being, or because you have your entire management team on board and you're building this as a, an entire company philosophy and direction, then you take a look at this and say, okay, so we, want, we think that being the technology leader is the best and we want to be able to invest in, okay, so we want to be the fastest. We want to take the fast position in technology. What do we need to do to get there to you know, finish the rest of the build out? So then your tech, you know, your tech team is on board, your management team is on board, your accountant says, how are we going to make all this happen? Because this is the position we want to take and we think will get us the furthest in the marketplace. So as you, you know, through that example, you can see how important it is to really take this whole company approach in how you position your company. And, and you know, it doesn't have to be a technology approach. It could be um, something else. It could be a, a low price approach. You know, Walmart's done incredibly effective with a low price philosophy. Not many telcos <laughs> want to go there, but it could be a you know a, a successful. Um, uh, approach if you were to uh, leverage your your assets the correct way and and do some other things. I think some other um, major telecoms have done really well in in that in that regard. Some come to mind. I won't mention names, but there there are some that have been very successful that way. So financially. Now, when you talk about staking a position like that, are there are usually uh, in your mind a, a telco takes one position and that's it? Can they have multiple positions in different areas or on different channels, or is it pretty much one consistent um, uh, one consistent uh, position that they take organization wide and in every way they're presented to the customer? Typically, it would it would be best to, to focus it. So, but you could develop a brand strategy so that, you know, you have a, an internet brand and you, you attach a, a philosophy around that. You're probably going to have a different, a little bit different one for business services. So you might uh, position that a little bit differently as, you know, a more of a service approach. But typically you do choose one position per brand. And that's where it gets a little bit muddy with telecom because it's harder to say we're the fast company when fast doesn't really apply to phone service or to broadband or to, excuse me, to television services. So it gets a little, that's where I talked about a, at the beginning of the show, it gets a little bit trickier with, with telecom because we have, we still have in a, in a free market, typically what happens is services um, specialize. And you are seeing a little bit of that now with the over-the-top solutions like Netflix and some of the other things. But we're still not at that, the marketplace still isn't that at that point where it's completely specialized. So that's, that, that does provide a positioning challenge. So. Great. Now, uh, just to, to close here, are there, uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on in marketing in Minnesota or something that you've seen uh, here with the, uh, you know, one of my favorite parts about this conference is always going around and seeing the Telechoice nominees and just some of the other stuff, sharing ideas with people. I won't say stealing ideas, but, you know, sharing ideas with, with folks. What are some things that you've seen either here at the conference or just uh, interesting campaigns, interesting, anything like that, that, that some of the folks you work with in Minnesota have been doing um, just to, uh, to throw some ideas out there oh boy there are there are quite a few um you know we're fortunate to work with um our, our graphic designer is a shared position uh, with gardenville telephone and uh, she just won a couple awards today so we're really happy to hear about that um i think that um there you know there's there's such a wide range there's 
there's some of the companies that have a lot of competition and they're they're definitely the more active uh, telcos so we see a lot of campaigns um, Andy and uh, Jerry are both here at the conference and they do some really uh, top-notch marketing and we, we were lucky to be able to work with them and, and help them out with projects um, just as a teaser we'll be joining Andy uh, Andy Isaacson I believe yeah. Too. yeah he'll be joining us for a podcast here a little bit later on so we'll uh, we'll, we'll certainly get into some of those with him great yeah. Super, super work, super guy, and they really do some really sophisticated uh, types of things. So, yeah, they're, they're, uh, the Minnesota bunch of co-ops are, are definitely a great bunch of, of people and folks to work with. So we've had, we've had a, a lucky, a good run with, with everybody. Great. Well, this has been a, an interview with Chris Castaneri of the marketing management, uh, I'm sorry, the marketing management partner for Cooperative Network Services, a consortium of uh, Minnesota co-ops. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks again, Andy. And uh, like she said, I am Andy Johns. I've been uh, been hosting the show. We've got a few more um, interviews that we're going to record here in Charleston before we're done. Uh, so until we uh, talk again, thank you again for downloading. We always appreciate uh, good reviews on, uh, on iTunes and Stitcher, and uh, that'll help other folks find our podcast. So thanks for listening, and until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South a content marketing company.